All right, and welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm Connor, and I'm here as always with Calvin. Hey. And we have McKenna on again. What's up? And we're doing a, another spoiler-free review on The Northmen. So this just kind of be our, our quick initial thoughts, kind of a quick synopsis of the movie. Uh, so it's basically the story of a boy his father is killed, and he, you know, vows to have revenge on uh, the person who took his kingdom and his family from him. And that's pretty clear from the trailer. Like, that's not even a spoiler. It's kind of what the whole trailer revolves around. Yeah, I feel it like kind of ironic that we're talking about a spoiler-free uh, um, synopsis of this story, when really this story is the inspiration for the play Hamlet. Right, right. So it was funny. Our friend Blake mentioned, like, yeah, that's all the world needs is another Hamlet. And of like, course. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to the source. Yes. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so it basically is just kind of a roundabout journey that he goes on. He grows up, becomes a berserker, and then realizes his fate is to, you know, ultimately go and avenge his father and save his mother and kill the man who took all this from him. And that's basically what the story is. Uh, It's not as deep. It's not as meditative. It's not as psychological as Robert Eggers' other films, which would be The Witch and The Lighthouse. It's kind of just exactly what you think it is, and it goes pretty much how you think it's going to go. It's not a lot of uh, twists and turns to this, but uh, McKenna, what's your first impression of The Northman? Yeah, I would uh, I would describe this movie as mind numbing. <laughs> it's a it's a good movie to put you to sleep. Is kind of how I felt about it. It okay. was very boring. Yeah, if, if you wanted nightmares, maybe I do. <laughs> I live in the darkness. Yeah, no, I, uh, I Robert Eggers did much more thought provoking movies than this, so I was not terribly impressed. Right, uh, Calvin, what do you think of this one? Yeah, it's. <sighs> I thought the first time I saw this that it was full of symbols that I just didn't understand that were kind of incoherent. The second time through, they're just, it's all just foreshadowing. It's telling you exactly what everything is. Um, But on top of that, none of the characters are interesting, which I find so strange. Like, it's a very good story. It's told uh, at a quick pace. Even though it's two hours and 20 minutes, we move through a lot of plot points and don't let anything really breathe. But there's a lot of violence, a lot of cool photography. Um, but overall it's just Hamlet. Yeah. No, it's certainly like competently made. It looks great. It has some like really good continuous shots. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it all feels like kind of in the service of a really simple story. Uh, so yeah, that would be kind of my issue with it too. Just going into it after seeing, uh, the witch and the lighthouse. I mean, we did like multi-part reviews on those films. This will be a one-parter, like just a, a pretty easy one to get through just because it doesn't feel like there's a lot of... Uh, there's not a lot to unpack. Yeah, there's not a lot of substance yeah. in this movie. It's really just this story of like kind of revenge. Yeah. And there's like a through line of uh, a theme of fate throughout it. Yeah, and I think when we say substance, we really mean more like theme and symbol because if you wanted to talk about substance, you could you would get into things that we are unfamiliar with uh, his attention to uh, period detail in terms of um, construction for uh, those houses, uh, clothing um, accents, all of that type of stuff. Like the actual politics of the region of the time. That's something that I know he's taken uh, great lengths to be sure is accurate, but that's, you know, that's different than what everything else that he's done in his movies. Like, yeah, he's made all of those things really, really good, but he's also made something captivating that's a good story, uh, ends with weird uh, psychological expression. And yeah, we don't really have that here. We kind of have psychological expression, but it's not it's not really because it's just the end of uh, what he was fated to do, which he had been, which was stated in the first 10 minutes. Right. And I think that there's some hints that... Because I like to view this movie more as like the building of his own mythology. Like this is his myth. And it, it kind of hints that maybe some stuff is real and some stuff isn't. But it's not explored enough. And it's not 
it doesn't play a big enough role in like the narrative structure of the movie for me to like continue to watch each scene and be like, oh, was this real? Was this not real? Is this part of his myth? Is this not? I think you needed to like amp that up a little bit more to, to maybe grab something else from it on like a second viewing, you know, the same way like The Witch and The Lighthouse. Are, I feel like I get something out of it every time I watch it or I realize something new. The second time watching this movie, I was like, okay, like it's it's kind of just what I thought. Again, I maybe have more of an appreciation for it because I don't have these same like lofty expectations because it's Robert Eggers and I've loved his other films. So to just go into it the second time and be like, I'll just sit and enjoy it. I think it worked better in that way, but I certainly wasn't unpacking more the second time I went through it. So when I go see this my second time, you guys don't think I'll get anything more out of it? I think you'll get a better appreciation for it because that's what happened to me on my second time. It's like, okay, none of this, like I was saying, none of this really means anything. Um, So let's focus on the words and all of the construction of the story and how all of those things relate together. There, it's a, it's a, it's a good story. It's a compelling story, but only really if you're into um, Shakespearean and Greek tragedies, these these types of things that are, um, I mean, I just don't have a great understanding of what makes them compelling other than that they're just very old stories that everything gets based off of, you know? Yeah. Our, our mode of, of storytelling now is all about character development and tying themes. Like, um, fates and gods and, and, and things like that are, are very different, Um than how we like to tell stories, especially in movies. Right. I think the other issue I have with this movie is there's the characters just, they always do exactly what they're supposed to do. What's, what's expected. There's no like real big twist or turn in this. There's no real challenge to this fate. That's like put ahead of your main character here. And that's kind of the issue to me. It's like, it's, it all just unfolds exactly how I expected, which I think is fine. Yeah. But if, I have like just higher expectations from this director, I guess, is, is yeah. part of my issue with it. I think, isn't that how a mythology story is supposed to be? Like, we all kind of know how any given mythology plays out because they all kind of follow a similar formula. So isn't this supposed to play out the way you envision it in your mind without twists, as you would say? There, we don't necessarily need it to be twists, though. Mm-hmm. That's that's what uh, why our, um, archetypes um, work the way that they do, and especially why Robert Eggers uses archetypes, heroes, mothers, all of those types of things. It's because they have their their characters and their roles um, that everyone understands without being told uh, what they are. So then, how you use those to express um, what's going on inside of each character's minds. Uh, it's it's a lot easier for for you to get your point across because they this is the role that they fit and um, how they deal with their role can be expressed in in terms of uh, uh, the tension between other characters between their expectations of those roles. Um, but I think like the the what you're really going to come away with from this movie is uh, how you like the idea of fate and how you like the idea of fate to be explored because um, this, this is neither a story where the characters understand uh, that they're just pieces in a faded and deterministic universe um, or a story about creating fate for yourself. It's a, it's a story about forgetting you have a fate, being reminded and suddenly compelled to act on it. Right. And there's no nature, <laughs> there's no meditation on the nature of fate itself or why why you even have to do anything with fate i think that's that's our problem with with this movie is the the insistence on fate is lost on a generation that doesn't care right 
Well, I think part of it is the characters just keep saying fate over and over again, but I don't really understand the meaning. Like, why is it so important? Because, it, but it's just repeated over and over again. But, but like I said, like that's part of like the lack of substance, I think, behind that theme in the movie. You're mm-hmm. told that this is fate without being told why. Yeah. Or what fate is. Yeah. Like, what, what, does, what does fate even mean in a world where you're just going killing and conquering people like he doesn't necessarily need to do anything because he's just moved on everybody has really moved on he's lost his king or fielner is the brother uh who kills uh um, well, spoilers spoilers <laughs> that's in the snuff it's in the trailer <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah the entire trailer is the first 15 minutes of the movie yeah so no that's that's a good point uh recognizing that there's not a reason for the fate or what the fate represents is definitely important. Yeah, so you, I would have wanted commentary on that idea, like why why fate is even even matters. I I would feel like it would there would be a lot of the other characters would just look at him like what are you talking about? Nobody cares. Yeah. Your your life has moved on and what you do now doesn't it will have no bearing on anything. So I have another question. I think the way the trailer makes this look is like really action-packed movie and uh we actually calvin i was talking with your sister when we saw this and she was like i love troy like i'm a big fan of 300 like i I should like this (laughs) and we were like it's robert eggers so probably like not um but this movie i think it it doesn't operate it's not compelling in the way an action movie is but it's also like we've said it's not uh, psychological in the way that it could keep you interested does it lean one way or the other to you guys? Does it like land somewhere nicely in the middle or do those two pieces like never seem to like coexist together for you? I would, for me, what I would say is that I think this is a a deep meditative uh, piece of inner turmoil that groans under the expectation of commercial enterprise. Okay. Um, Yeah. Everything that feels like, that I feel like is too fast is because it needs to be an action movie and everything that uh, that someone else would say like well nothing's really happening here is is what the director's true vision was because the, that's those are things that I've read that's that um, the studio wanted um, wanted that action adventure movie and Robert Eggers wanted something slow and meditative just like the other things that he had done and so this is what we get N- neither yeah that's kind of <laughs> how I feel what do you think McKinnon I don't think anything, man. It was just so boring. <laughs> uh, are you asking if we would have liked it be more leaning into the action or less? I think the movie does better if it does one or the other. It needs to be either be like more psychological and more meditative like his other films, or he tries something totally new and, and makes a more action-packed movie. See, that's interesting to me because it really seemed like there was an attempt at the psychological because it was layered so much in like symbolisms and metaphors. But like, just none of them landed for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think I felt like there were a lot there. Yeah, they're there, but they're just not explored. That's that's, that's the, the pro- surface level that's that you're talking I, about. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like they're just kind of thrown there to, just to give the experience of of Viking mythology. That's mm-hmm. that's all it is. They don't they don't actually relate back to the theme. They're just they're just oh here's a seer or a witch telling someone to do this thing that they have to do because fate exists yeah and yeah, it's like or you have a statue of odin or a gold token they're symbols for sure yeah but they don't they don't mean anything right it seemed like half the characters lines were meant to be metaphors but they didn't actually like turn into anything well i think that's part of uh how the screenplay was written it was actually written with um robert eggers wrote it with an icelandic uh poet um his name is Hun, i think but yeah that's why a lot of it actually um is written like poetry 
because a it's the inspiration it was a saga it was the inspiration for hamlet and they bring it to this movie in certain places which is weird because it doesn't always fit yeah yeah there's some really pretty lines in the movie Mm-hmm. There's yeah. also some really dumb ones, yeah. which is unfortunate. Yes, I would rather have had uh, Alexander Skarsgård's car- character n- never say anything because I don't think he says anything particularly interesting. He's hunched like a bear. He's he's supposed to be a beast. I like that. That's I, a cool idea. Yeah, I, his traps are huge in this movie. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's absolutely built. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, groaning under the weight of commercial enterprise, those those neck muscles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think we're going to wrap this one up now on a scale of one to ten teardrops. McKinnon, what do you give this? Uh, five and a half. Oh, okay. I, I get, I get that, I get that there were certain ideas and concepts that they were going for with this movie. So I give it points for that. And it, we didn't talk about, it, but it's a very beautiful movie. I feel like you can just set up a camera in Iceland, and and it's maybe cinematically yeah. it's going to look great there like, some, i could pull that off i there, think <laughs> there were some shots with like people walking in like the countryside that seemed like intentionally done to look very pretty and yeah. i was like i like this a lot mm-hmm. um but the rest of it didn't land for me so five and a half okay calvin what do you think of this one i yeah i think it's i think it's really you can see the love for it and i don't want to discount the um the butchering that a studio does to something that's uh, a good piece. You know, I think this is a really good movie. And if they had just let him alone, it would have been another true Robert Eggers um, classic. And so I feel like, yeah, it's just, he's just torn in the wrong direction. Um, So I think it's really good. I can see uh, where it's hard is, but it's nowhere near the level of his other movies. So for me, it's a 7.1. Okay. That's actually higher than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah. I, I can see a lot of like how, how he shoots things is so difficult. Right. Do you think if Robert Eggers was left to his own devices, this movie could have been better than lighthouse? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Um, he, he, he starts all of these things with, uh, um, great execution of small ideas and then they if if he keeps getting bigger and bigger and is still executing well bringing that same level of detail and attention i think absolutely this could have been if it's if it's executed to the same degree as his other movies it's just on a larger scale it's much harder to do that so i he hasn't he hasn't proven me wrong yet yeah kind of i guess yeah i mean he has proven me wrong right here but i think so i think it would have been his best his best one okay yeah i think i put it at a six I, once I got past the expectation the first time having seen it, then I was like, okay, my second go around, I was like, I just want to, let's just sit and view it as like a general audience. I don't know who Robert Eggers is. I don't love his previous films. I just want to know how do I feel about this? And it's just fine. It's not a masterpiece. Like a lot of advertisements out for an hour saying it's like the greatest thing. Uh, It's just fine. And I don't think any of the performances are especially great. I certainly don't think any of them are bad. Uh, like you said, it looks pretty. It's really competently made. I think there are some really great shots in it, but it's just fine. Uh, so yeah, so I, I put it six out of 10. Uh, but yeah, with that, we're, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you can find our podcast on any platform like Apple Music or Spotify. You, we also upload all these to YouTube. So go ahead and leave a comment. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing wrong. And thank you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting.